You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. Want to hear all about Pam's recent trip to three countries? A trip that would have cost over $32,000 and cost her just $2,000? Listen up as she shares her recent Tokyo, Australia, and New Zealand trip. Welcome to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part? We each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Pam, Alex's mom. And I'm Jess. We are Travel Hacking Moms. So my mom and dad just returned from a over three week long vacation using points and miles to visit Japan, Australia, and New Zealand. And this was kind of a surprise to me when you guys booked this trip, mom, because my dad is not a huge fan of taking very long vacations or very long flights. And we jokingly refer to him as Mr. Reluctant Traveler. So first of all, we want to hear how did you convince him to go on this long of a trip? How did he do? How did he handle it? And how did you use points and miles to visit these three amazing destinations? So first, why don't you tell us how you booked your flights to Japan? I know a lot of people are very interested in visiting Japan now that it's open and yeah so kick it off with that yeah the flights were really amazing i knew that i wanted to book through a and a that's all nippons airway which is a, a japanese airline because they have some amazing um, award redemptions you can only do a round trip ticket with them you can't just do a one way and you have to book out pretty far in advance because they are so cheap everybody jumps on them right away i can't remember how f- um quickly they book them but it's like it's around 333 days or so out so if you're looking at wanting to go february 12th figure out 330 some odd days before that and try to jump right on it now for me it was pretty easy because japan hadn't even opened up and it was the tail end of covid and i started looking because they hadn't opened up yet, nobody was really booking through them. And so I kept thinking since we had opened up that if I booked a year out, I would probably have good availability. It wasn't like it was good availability. I looked day after day. I had to be really flexible. I changed things around. But I finally was able to book from LAX to Sydney, Australia. And the nice thing about ANA is that it um, includes a free stopover in Tokyo. And so that made me decide that I wanted to go to Tokyo. So when you were searching for these flights, were you always searching to Australia or were you searching for just flights to Japan? And then you realize, oh, maybe I'll, like, was Japan not working so you went to Australia or was your plan always to do both destinations? My plan was actually to do Sydney, Australia, to do Australia and maybe more than just Sydney and to do New Zealand. But when I found out that I could get a free stopover in Tokyo, I'd always wanted to do Tokyo too. So I thought, perfect, a free stopover and 120K each person round trip in business lay flat seats. It doesn't get much better than that. So that's how Tokyo came into play. Did you say how, what points you used? I don't remember. Sorry if you did. 
I used the only type, the only currency that transfers to ANA is American Express membership rewards. And I have a lot of those. Um, I have had several offers for American Express Platinum business card um, without the once in a lifetime rule. And so I have several, a, a few of those and my husband does also. And I also, we both have had the platinum card. So we've had a lot of American Express membership rewards just sitting there waiting to be used. So you used ANA to book your flight. I know Jess recently booked a flight to Japan as well. Do you want to maybe share how you booked, what points you use for you, yours as well? Because people might be listening and be like, oh, I don't have those points or ANA was so hard to find av- availability for my mom. What's, how are you doing it? Yeah, for sure. So it's funny because we don't just inspire you to travel to these places. We inspire each other. And so after I saw Pam's trip, I was like, I have to go to Japan. And I also have a trip coming up to Australia. So we have both of those things um, that Pam inspired me to do. But to get to Japan, I am flying Chicago to Tokyo nonstop in business class on Japan Airlines. But I booked it via Cathay Pacific Asia Miles. And so Cathay Pacific and... Japan Airlines are both part of the One World Alliance, so you can book, you know, partners through there. And so it was 75,000 Asia miles to get nonstop one-way business from Chicago to Tokyo. That's how I booked going there. And I transferred from American Express to Asia miles. You can also transfer from Capital One and City to Asia Miles also. So there's lots of options to get Asia Miles. Coming home, I booked on American Airlines. I opened an American Airlines business card last year and I got 80,000 American Express, I mean American Airlines miles. And so coming home, I was able to book Tokyo to Chicago nonstop for only 60,000 American Airlines miles. That one is also on Japan Airlines. Again, American is also in the One World Alliance, so you can book. But yeah, so the exact same flight that I got for 75,000 Cathay Pacific Asia miles, I also got for 60,000 American Airlines miles. It's just harder to get American Airlines miles because none of the major banks transfer to American. And so that's why I only had enough for one way, but still 60,000 miles for one way business class from Japan is pretty good. It really is. And I'm sure the availability is probably a little easier than ANA. Our first flight actually was not on an ANA airline uh, plane. It was on United. And any, I love, we love United Polaris. And can we explain really quickly how that works? Both of those, ANA and United are in the same airline alliance. So just like Jess was saying, you're able to, you know, book a flight on one through one airline, but fly on a different airline just because they're in the same alliance. Exactly. So that's how my flight was set up. I knew that I was booking on ANA site, but I knew that the first leg of my flight from LAX into Narita Airport was on United. Tokyo has two airports, Narita and Haneda, and sometimes you have to um, travel between them for your flights, as you'll hear a little bit later on. 
The best part of flying on United first is United Polaris Lounge and the cookie skillet. So we got there in the morning, and I was really happy that they do serve the cookie skillet even for breakfast. So I had my omelet, my made-to-order omelet, and then I had the cookie skillet. So that was a nice way to start things off. So you can visit the United Polaris Lounge when you're flying international business class on United or one of the other airlines in their alliance. And they have a sit-down restaurant-style setup, a dining room, and that is where you will find the cookie skillet. So, right. And they have a really good buffet, but I, we like the sit-down because it's made to order and because we like the cookie skillet. So all of our other legs, our leg from um, Tokyo out of Haneda Airport this time to Sydney, and then Sydney back to Haneda Airport, but then we had to transfer to Narita to go back home on an ANA flight. That sounds very not confusing. You know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Would be. So they were all on ANA. All right, Pam. So tell us about your hotels in Tokyo. I can already tell you that I booked one of ours in Tokyo after seeing your pictures and your videos and your reviews. I was like, I have to stay at this hotel because if it's wow for Pam, then it's going to be amazing because we know Pam loves bougie. So tell us all about the hotels that you stayed at in Tokyo and how you booked them on points. Yes, I love bougie, but I also love cute. And I feel like in Tokyo, I got a bougie and I got cute. So I used Ultimate Rewards to transfer into Hyatt, and that's how I booked my hotels. Our first hotel, we stayed two nights at the Hyatt-centric Ginza. It's very affordable. I think that we spent about 20000 in points, somewhere around there. But it was so cute. It's located in the Ginza area of Tokyo, which is a major shopping area and super convenient for shopping for restaurants. We walked to the old fish market. It was just a really nice area. And this, is, when I say this place was cute, it was really cute. Just absolutely adorable. They had um, snacks for us and drinks that we could have. Our room was just a standard room, but it was very big. You could look at um, the posts that I did and see pictures and see just how cute it was decorated. Our second stay was at the Hyatt Ondas. And that, I thought I really liked the Ginza. And then I got to the Ondas and I was like, wow. We, the view was spectacular. It was up on, I think it starts on about the 50th floor of a building anyway, the Ondas. So you start, any room is going to have a good view. And did those, did that, I know you're afraid of heights. Was that a little kind of trip you out a little bit looking out of your window, being that high up? No, no, not at no, not at all. It was just, it was just really gorgeous. Uh, the and Andas is always have free snacks and free non-alcoholic drinks. They thought of everything there. They had all kinds of toiletries. They had the cutest pajamas that you could wear. When we checked in, they told us that we had the standard room, and I reminded them nicely that I was globalist and asked if they had any upgraded rooms. So they did upgrade us then to a larger room. So just a little hint, if you have status, sometimes you might want to kindly remind people 
um, that you haven't asked them if they have an upgrade. But I think it's, Jess, you just booked it. Was it, is it 35? How many points, do you remember how many points that one was? I think it, it's a category seven. It's 35 to 40, 35 to 45,000, I think. Yeah. That is the one I booked because I saw your video of the view from your room. And I was like, okay, I have to stay here. <laughs> so that is the one that I have booked for my trip. And I think you said the breakfast was amazing also. The breakfast was super good. You could order off the menu, but they also had a really good buffet. And we just loved everything about that hotel. We just felt like it was, our room was huge. The view was amazing. How was the location? Like comparing the two location-wise, was there one you liked more than the other or are they both just great? Well, you know, when you're, when you're in Tokyo, you're really close to their subway system any, at both places. And the first couple of days, we really didn't use the subway system um, much. The second two days we did, it was actually really easy to use. And we were just a little bit nervous the first couple of days and we used taxis. Um, but we ended up using the their metro and it was really easy to use. And so I'd say anywhere you stay, either of those places are, are, are great places because you can get on the subway system. One of the things that we did in Tokyo that we absolutely loved. In fact, we got back and we both said, what was your best part of the trip? And we both said at the same time, sumo wrestling. I mean, who knew? I didn't think you were going to say that. Yes. My goal in booking a sumo wrestling was totally for Mr. Reluctant Traveler because I was trying to make him make sure he enjoyed the trip. So I booked it through Viator and I was really glad that I was originally going to just book it, you know, on their website. And I thought, no, I'm going to go through Viator. I was really glad because they gave us a lot of background information. They talked about the different wrestlers and it just became more real to us. We got, we got our favorites. We were there during, they have finals, grand finals, four times a year in Tokyo. And we happened to be there during that. And we went to the second to the last day. And Honestly, I loved every second of it. There's so much ritual. There's so much drama. It is just the funnest thing to watch in person. And the next night, they had the finals on TV. And we were so excited because we were watching our favorites there again. So that was really a fun thing to do. If you go to Tokyo and there isn't time for the, the finals, you can book going to watch them at practice. And I highly suggest it. It's just really fun. It's just, you know, something so different. While we were in Tokyo, we booked a couple of Viator, another couple of other Viator tours. We did one of all over Tokyo. We did that one day and we had a, a, a great guy who took us to all the main sites. I really like to go with a tour when I'm in a country like that because I get so much more history and insight to what's going on. And then we did a trip um, to Kamakaru outside of Tokyo one day. And that was a great trip, too. So I, we loved Tokyo. Absolutely enjoyed it, you know, tremendously. It's one of those places, though, you know, you go to some places and you can kind of cross it off your list. I've been there, done that. I don't need to go back. Whereas there's other trips, like when we went on to Sydney, New Zealand, we knew that we'd come back to. And so I think, you know, the Japanese people are 
incredibly nice, incredibly kind. And we fell in love with them. And it was, it was, it was a great trip. So after your time in Tokyo, is that when you then headed? So that was your stopover, part of your 120,000 points, which that is so cool. You could just tack another place without spending any more miles. So because I think a lot of times when people hear a stopover, they maybe confuse it with a layover where you're just there for a couple of hours. But you spent how many days? Four or five days? We spent four nights there. Yeah, four nights. So that's a really awesome perk with those airlines that offer the stopovers. So then you guys headed to Sydney. So tell us how, what your stay in Sydney was like, where you stayed, some of your favorites about that. Well, Sydney was always in the plans for me because I knew that it was their summer. And we live in Colorado. It was snowy. It wasn't fun. And so to go somewhere where it's summer is just a really good idea when it's snowing. And back while we were gone, it was minus six some days. And we were out on the beach in 81 degree weather and soaking up the sun. My husband was body surfing. And that's when he really became less of a Mr. Reluctant Traveler. Because I re- re- we would look at what our weather was and he'd think about being on the beach and he was like, yeah, this is pretty nice. And then he'd look at where we were staying. He'd go, wow, these are great hotels. And he became much less of a reluctant traveler at that point. So that's a huge thing. If you've got a player too who maybe doesn't want to travel as much or doesn't want to open up cards, just take them on a really nice trip and you'll be able to turn the tide. So we really loved Sydney. We both said Sydney was great. It's a big city. It has a lot of different neighborhoods. And I was concerned that maybe Lee wouldn't like such a big city, but he really liked it. He liked it because because of the beaches, because the harbor, and it was just a, a fun place to be. He could understand the language, and the food was really good. So it had a lot of pluses, but the weather was number one. Our first couple of nights, we stayed at the Park Hyatt, which is incredible. I know Jess is planning to stay there when she goes. And yeah, it's, it's an aspirational stay with gorgeous views of the Opera House. So it's really iconic. We did get a room upgrade there. We had delicious globalist breakfast. The food at the hotel was good. The room was large and spacious, and it was in a very nice location, very close to what's called the Central Quay, which is lots of ferries run out of that to different areas. So we could just walk, you know, you know, over in 10 minutes, get on a ferry ride over to Manly Beach that cost us about $7 each way took us maybe 20 minutes to get there and we could spend the day at the beach. So that was my husband's favorite thing to do. So he really liked that. It was also around an area called The Rock, which has some really good restaurants. It's just a cute area of restaurants and shopping. And so that was a really good location. How many nights were you there at the Park Hyatt? We were there for two nights. Yeah, and I think we paid about 35,000 points per night. And um, it was you know, we just had a lot of fun. We had a good view of the harbor and we were there for what's called Australian days. And so there was all kinds of things happening. It's kind of like our 4th of July. So there were fireworks and there was uh, music concerts and there were boat races and it was, it made it, you know, really fun. After our two nights at the Park Hyatt, we moved over to the Four Seasons. 
And you may be thinking, well, hey, who transfers to the Four Seasons? I want to stay to the Four Seasons. Well, nobody transfers to the Four Seasons. But I had the Amex Platinum card. And with that, one of the benefits is something called Find Hotel Resorts. And so you get two, a $200 credit when you book on their site for Find Hotel and Resorts. Um, and it it's, gets even better than that, as I'll explain. So I had, I booked one night at the tail end of 2022, and I booked the other night right at the beginning of 2023. So I could take, get two nights there. So hold on, that's when you booked it, but not when you stayed. So you don't have to, the expiration is you have to book by a certain day, not stay by a certain day. Right. So you have to book by, you know, by, you could get one for each year. Okay. So I looked up where I could stay and saw that the Four Seasons was $309 and I'm going to get a $200 credit. It's like, wow, sounds great to me. That brings my hotel to $109. With those, you also get free breakfast. They had a really nice breakfast there. You figure you're paying forty to fifty dollars in most of these nice hotels for breakfast. So there, I'm not even, I'm not even paying for our stay. And then on top of that, you get a hundred dollar credit for something. With this, happened to get hundred dollar credits for food. So we ate one night there. Oh my goodness, our meal was incredible. It was so good. And so we used that. So really, our stay at the Four Seasons was very, very minimal. We, we, you know, it was like under $100 or so. We didn't spend very much money there. A funny story, we were at our, our waiter was super nice there. And he said, so are you guys celebrating anything? And I says, no, we're not. He says, are you sure you're not celebrating anything? We go, no, we're not. He says, are you sure? And my husband, my husband says, well, I had a birthday last month. He says, yes, you're celebrating a birthday. I'll bring you a special dessert. And he brought us this dessert that was probably one of the best desserts I've ever had in my life. It was really amazing. But that's kind of how our whole trip went. I felt like everybody was giving us extra treats and extra, you know, everywhere. The Japanese, the Australians, the New Zealanders, the Kiwis, I guess. Everybody was so nice and, you know, just treated us so special. So the, the intro, So we were in that Four Seasons restaurant, and next to us were some New Zealanders. The next day, we were scheduled to go to New Zealand, and we told them that. And she says, ooh, have you heard about Auckland? She says, they've got torrential rain there. Lots of roads are closed. And I'm thinking, what? We're going there tomorrow. And kind of, you know, concerned, well, then I get a message that our kayak tour in Cathedral Cove in New Zealand, in the North Island, has been canceled because of weather, and they didn't know when that was going to happen again. Then we got back to our room, turned on the news, and we we're seeing flooding in the streets of Auckland, and we're heading there the next day. So I was really grateful I had booked everything on points and miles because I spent the next three to four hours canceling everything in um, the North Island of New Zealand. And I got those points and miles back and I rebooked for an extra two nights in Sydney and for an extra two nights in Queenstown, New Zealand. So all was saved and all because of points and miles. So that's... Was that... Were you guys stressing out a little bit though? That seems pretty stressful, especially with like the flights or... 
Yeah. I don't think Leroy was stressing too much because as I was doing it all, he was watching TV, <laughs> but I was a little stressed out, but it all came together just fine. You know, so it wasn't a problem, but when change of plans happen, it's really happen. The last minute's really nice to be, have booked on points and miles. So we stayed in the Hyatt Regency for two more nights. I used free night certificates. I was upgraded to a suite there. We had this huge suite with big windows that, of Darling Harbor. And every night they were still celebrating Australian um, days. And we got um, nightly fireworks. So that was really fun. Uh, so our, our, we, we did some other tours. We did uh, had a lot of fun in New Zealand. I mean, I'm sorry, in Sydney. And it's a place we would definitely go back to. So after that, we headed off to New Zealand. Now, New Zealand, we, I just used booked flights from Jetstar to go there and come back. It's, it was probably, uh, you know, close to a little under $200 for each of us. Uh, we, were, we were flying from Sydney to Queenstown. Yeah, so that's in the South Island of New Zealand. So we flew into Queenstown, and we only spent there one night, um, the first night, because we were taking off. So we flew into um, Queenstown and stayed at the Holiday Inn Express. And I remember I was joking to just saying I was slumming it. Um, that night. So was this into Queenstown, or where were you flying into? Like, I remember that when you texted me, you were like, I'm staying at the Holiday Inn tonight. And I was like, Pam, you went from the Park Hyatt, the Four Seasons, and the Hyatt Regency to Holiday Inn. But then you sent the pictures, and I was like, okay, that's that's pretty nice. It was really nice. So it was 40K IHG points. You could use a free night certificate to stay there. We got upgraded to a suite. We had tons of room. It was very centrally located, really in Queenstown, most of the hotels, everything we stayed at was very centrally located, and we really liked it. It was a, it was a great stay. It was an absolute perfect stay for our family. So I highly suggest if you want to go to New Zealand with your family, that Holiday Inn Express in Queenstown is a great stay. But we only stayed there the one night. We got up the next morning, and we went to, we drove north to Teanau, I think is how you pronounce it. Now, driving in New Zealand is interesting. Let me tell you, we had almost had a couple wrecks. Not really, but I did have to remind my husband he had to get on the other side of the road a couple of times. So I was a little bit nervous the whole trip. So there was no closing my eyes and resting while we were driving. I had to be on high alert. So we were able to get through it, though. But we, we went to now. Because it was the closest place where we could stay for a trip we had planned to, to stay in the Milford Sound. Milford Sound is a gorgeous area of fjords, um, which are high cliffs that were made by glaciers. And one of the big things to do in that area is to take a boat cruise there. You can take day boat cruises that are about three hours. I kind of wish we'd done that. We got talked into doing an overnight cruise, which was amazing, but it was pretty expensive. And I don't would suggest doing that again. I think, you know, we could have gotten what we needed to see just with the three-hour cruise. But when we went... And you didn't have Wi-Fi or internet, right? Because I remember you texting us. No, I was, I was dying. 
<laughs> that was so tough. Yes. So that so before we went did the Milford Sound cruise, though we stayed at this Taya now, and that was the only time we paid for hotels on our whole trip. So we're gone for like twenty three nights. So we were either sleeping on a plane or we were using points and miles for every hotel stay we had, other than these two nights because there was nothing we could have used. We could have used a Capital One card, venture card, and done the uh, erase the purchase. But I chose to use Hotels.com because sometimes I'll use that when I'm booking something that I don't um, have points and miles for. And it was going to be our 10th stay, our second night. So that meant that I got it. I have a free night to use somewhere else. Maybe back up and give them a little explanation of what that means with Hotels.com. Yeah. Hotels.com, if you book through them, and it's like booking through Booking.com or Expedia or anything, but they do give you a little bit of reward for every 10 hotels that you book, you will get a free night that you can book. And it's they figure out the cost based on the average of what you've paid for your hotels for those 10. And so it's just a good way that if you're not using points and miles to get a free stay here and there. So that's what I, that's what I chose to do. And we had, we had a great hotel there. We had a washer and dryer and we could finally wash our clothes out in a washing machine instead of in the sink. And that was really nice. And my, it, it, we, we kind of just hung out there. And my husband got to do a little bit of fishing. He rented a fly rod and pole and didn't have a lot of success, but he really enjoyed that. Once we were through there and our Milford Sound cruise, we went back down to Queenstown for four nights. And um, in these four nights, believe it or not, we stayed at three hotels. This is the part that Mr. Reluctant Traveler says wasn't his favorite, but he always reminds me that he handled it really well. And he did handle it really well. You know, but I, this is something that you and I've done before because we like to like try out different places, compare them. Like, when are you going to be back in Queenstown to try out these different great hotels? So it's kind of fun to, and, and two, it's kind of like content. You're like, oh, I can write another blog post or give another hotel review or so it's kind of fun, especially for some people. You know, I know you stayed at an IHG and then you used Hyatt Point. So it's kind of fun to try two different brands so you can kind of give some recommendations for, you know, maybe people have IHG points, but they don't have Hyatt Points or vice versa. But I was surprised when you said this because I was like, ooh, how's dad going to do this? Because we, you and I do great. We don't mind it. I am Mr. Reluc- Mrs. Reluctant Traveler in this situation because I hate switching hotels like I avoid it at all costs it's really just like unpacking and packing my bag that I hate and so so did you do this for content or was it just like when things were I I I it's all for our wonderful readers I also think it is for the readers but you like it you like seeing different places and like you're an air you're an airport geek Air lounge geek, you love that. And you also like to try, it's the whole travel experience for you of seeing different lounges, buying different airlines, going to different hotels. She's just a a travel obsessed lady, right? I I am. I get, I love to compare hotels. I may never go back to them, but I love to compare them and see which I like better and what features I love about them. So, yeah, I am a geek in this this regard too. So, but I did remind my husband. This is for content. And that made him be, you know, more willing to do it. 
I think that's the thing. I think you really just want to do it, but you sell it as like, well, I have to do it for Travel Hacking Mom Lee. <laughs> but the truth is you do it for Pam. It's a little bit of both. Exactly. 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 We tried out in Queenstown a brand that I never have tried out and have wanted to try out for a long time. And that is the IHG. It, it has a partnership with Mr. and Mrs. Smith Hotels. It's not their brand, but it has a partnership with them. Kind of a boutique experience. And because I couldn't decide between two of them which one to stay at, that's why I thought, well, let's stay at both of them. Now, I made a rookie travel hacking mistake on this trip. And I'm, I'm here to tell you all that you won't do be perfect in your travel hacking. Even those of us who've done this for years still aren't. So we checked into our first Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which was, I believe, the Central Private Hotel. And we checked into there. And when I checked in, they said, oh, we were expecting you last night. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what did I do? Because I we were actually supposed to stay there two nights. I had booked for two nights, but one of the nights was when we were on the overnight cruise. And somehow I goofed that up. So I used about 40,000 points for that stay that I just lost. Hey, you had 23 nights, lots of itineraries, lots of activities, flights. It's a lot to keep track of, especially when we're moving moving around that often to different a cruise and different hotels. Exactly. But these two Mr. and Mrs. Smith hotels, one was the um, Central Private, one was the Dairy Private or something. They were so cute, so different. You have to go look at my posts on New Zealand to check them out. You can see why I love them. I love this brand. I'm excited. I want to stay at more of these Mr. and Mrs. Smiths. They definitely have that boutique feel. Um, they have night. Um, at least these two restaurants did. They had a nightly happy hour with some snacks and some drinks. They had a just jars of treats and um, candy and uh, scoopers and white little parchment bags. You could put everything in that you could take back to your room. That just speaks to me. I just that's that kind of cuteness and that kind of detail and treats. And sweet treats speaks to me. It was just, they were just really nice. And the first night, in fact, I happened to mention that, you know, we do a uh, a blog and we came back and we had truffles and the champagne and, and even, and I thought, dang, I don't drink. You know, it was one of those times I thought, I wish I'd had someone to give it to, but I, you know. I know she was sending me pictures. And I think, I think you got a bottle of wine or champagne at like every hotel you stayed at. And I was like, Pam, so much wasted champagne that, like, I could be enjoying if I were with you. Exactly. But but those Mr. and Miss Smiths were great. And then our last stay for two nights was at the Carlin, um, which was hotel, which was a major luxury stay. Um, if you've listened to us talk about Ultimate Rewards, you heard me go on and on and on about this and say the words amazing and incredible many times. Let me just say that I believe that we used about 35,000 points on this day. It would have cost $1,500. It's all suites, huge living area, and huge veranda that had a wonderful view of the lake with our own hot tub, 
a sitting area with a, a f- outdoor fireplace, a big table to sit on, and they were over the top with service. They have Bentley parked outside that they will pick you up with the airport, and inside it there's a McLaren and a Porsche, and that they you know sometimes will pick people up, and they were. It was it was kind of a nutty stay, I guess. The owner, because the owner was there, but sure anybody else was there. We never saw anybody else but us. You didn't see any workers. We we saw workers, but we saw no other no other guests there. And it goes to like I said for fifteen thousand um fifteen hundred fifteen hundred dollars a night. It's well known, and I don't know what was going. On because there were plenty of people in Queenstown, but so with all of those amazing stays, I mean, you you have one other hotel you stayed at, so I'll I'll let you stay, share your last hotel and then I'll ask you my question. No, that was our. Oh yes, you're right. We did going back to when we went back to Sydney. So the one thing about the Carlin is that they had tons of snacks, free snacks, more than I've ever had. Having the snacks, nine or ten full size snacks that they they would uh, refill every day. Um, all tons of drinks, um, appetizers at night, dessert at night, and they would just bring these things to us each night. You know, kind of this, you know, in these little domed um, coverings. No, you don't pay for them. You know, and and we got free breakfast, which was really good, and it just felt so bougie. So incredibly, like you were this rich person. It was, it was, it was, it was pretty amazing. So you're not paying for these. These are just for free. I gotta take my daughter to this, the to New Zealand because bougie and snacks are like her love language. So she would be all over these hotels. I love a ten year old that is bougie and snacks. So we did then after our that last night in the Car- Carlin Hotel, we went back to Sydney for one night before we flew out, and we stayed at another IHG hotel, the Kimpton Margot Sydney, again in a different location that we'd stayed. I love Kimptons. I've written a blog post about how much I love Kimptons. They too are very boutiquey, and. Check out my post so that you can learn what the Kimpton secret password. And they are just a, a really nice date. My husband and I both think Kimptons are just very unique and we really enjoy them. All right. I think Alex was going to do something similar, but I want to do like a quick fire where you just tell, I'm going to say the place and you tell me your favorite hotel. So Tokyo, favorite hotel you stayed at. Andas. Sydney. Oh, Park Hyatt. New Zealand. That's tough. Well, it's going to be the Carlin. But I did, but I liked all our hotels. Honestly, this is a thing. We didn't stay at a bad hotel throughout this trip. That's what my husband and I said. And we couldn't believe the upgrades, the, the amenities we got, and that we did this all on points and miles. I would love to know. I don't know if you've done this, but I'd love to know the cash value of all of these hotels and flights. So I can tell you, we, the flights were almost $10,000 each. And for all of our hotels, 
it came up to, I think I included our breakfast when I did this too. I think I included the cost of what our breakfast would have cost and our hotels. Altogether, it was about $32,000 for the trip. And we paid, now this isn't counting our other food and isn't counting our excursions, but counting our flights to New Zealand and counting those two hotels that we stayed at, we paid about $2,000. So it was pretty incredible. That is amazing. So you got like a $32,000 trip for $2,000. Yeah, exactly. Staying at incredible places, great hotels. Um, And the interesting thing was, is that I suffer from jet lag a lot when I go on these long trips. I had absolutely no jet lag. And we're coming, we were flying east to west, which is supposed to be the worst. But I credit the fact that we traveled two 10-hour flights in business class on ANA. So I did a ton of sleeping. And so that made it a lot easier. And the biggest bonus of all of this was that after three weeks, three plus weeks of being together 24-7 and, you know, is that we we both said we had the greatest time. And Mr. Reluctant Traveler, we were on a walk today. He said, so when are we planning to go back to um, Australia and New Zealand next year? I said, yeah, when do you want to go? He says, well, maybe not January because we've got a trip planned to the Maldives in December, but maybe February. So he's ready to go back. Bonus. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Honestly, this trip kind of changed him over. He is ready to go and to leave the Colorado winters. That's awesome. Well, Pam used a multitude of points and miles to make this trip happen. Having a healthy stockpile of points and miles was crucial with this trip. While this was a three-plus-week trip, you may not be able to take that long of a trip. I personally am going to both Australia and Tokyo as part of two different trips when I go. So it is totally possible to take a shorter trip for nearly free if that works better for you. Sign up for our webinar, How to Travel for Nearly Free, to get started. Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, follow us on Instagram at Travel Hacking Mom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you.